Autonomy is the degree to which a worker feels independence, freedom, and discretion to plan work processes and choose how to complete the work. Today on the Champion Forum podcast, we discuss the power of autonomy and how to create this culture in your workplace. This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, everyone. Lem Woodson here, and today we have an exciting show for you. And with me to drive the content is none other than Jeff Hancher. How's it going, Jeff? Always good. Always good, Lem. Good to be back in studio, as always. We got a lot going on in the world of business, uh, internationally, uh, domestically, and locally. So there's always a lot going on, but I've come to learn in my leadership tenure that uh, Adversity creates opportunity. This is true. And there is no doubt about that. There's uh, plenty of it, and that's an opportunity for leadership to rise up. Nice, nice. Well, we're talking about autonomy today, and you've got some pretty good numbers I've seen about autonomy, like statistic-wise in the country. So let's talk about that for a little while. Yeah, we've talked about it on prior shows, um, and we're going to talk about it again because it is the biggest challenge that most companies are facing, which is what we're calling the Great Resignation And uh, I said this in a couple episodes ago about the report that came out in the uh, the, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. September, we had 4.4 million people in the U.S. quit their jobs. Mm. And this is, uh, these are some staggering numbers. Yeah. And as business owners, uh, it's getting tougher and tougher to keep up with that. And a recent poll that that I read told us that 45% of the current job force is contemplating quitting their job. That's insane. Now, you think about this. You had 4.4 million people quit their job in September. Right. And after that, this poll was done, mm-hmm. which said 45% of the remaining labor force is thinking about is it. thinking about <laughs> quitting. So think about the size of your organization. Think about any turnover that you've had year to date and, th- and take whatever you got left. Yeah. And take 45% of that are thinking about quitting now. Now, look, run the math, look at your engagement scores, whatever it might be. But if you think about it, even if half of those ended up quitting. That's a lot. 75%-ish. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So we have to focus on retention right now. Yeah. People want flexibility. Yep. People want balance. And yes, People want autonomy. Yeah. In this, in these reports of why are people leaving, why are people staying, these three things are coming up a lot. So I wanted to talk today about creating this culture of autonomy and creating a culture of what, what I would tell you is employee empowerment mm-hmm. and autonomy. Mm-hmm. It has countless benefits to it. Mm-hmm. However, there's a journey to get there. And matter of fact, if you're listening and you are there in a culture of autonomy, here's mm-hmm. what we know about leadership: uh, nothing stays the same. Right. And so right. you got to keep. It's like it's kind of like a fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a fire started sometimes can be a challenge. Right. You got wind blowing, uh, the, the woods wet, mm-hmm. wh- whatever it might be. But you get that thing going. Here's what we know: if you're not adding logs, you lose the fire. This is true. If you don't adjust the logs, if it's not getting enough oxygen, if it's not getting enough fuel, mm-hmm. the fire goes out. Yeah. And so if you have autonomy, you got to keep it going. Yeah. If you don't have autonomy, you need to create it now more than ever. And I'm going to give you some tools on how to do that. 
when I when I ask leaders and business owners if they possess this type of culture, they always tell me that they do. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, we do. We got it. We're good. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're good there. I think self-awareness is absolutely bliss when it comes to this. And when I hear this from leaders, that's when I start peeling back the onion to validate their assessment. Mm-hmm. Because what they think might be happening isn't in reality what's happening. So with that being said, I want to start by offering the leaders listening today some differences between having a culture of compliance mm-hmm. versus a culture of autonomy. Because there are leaders listening right now that think they have autonomy, but what they really have is compliance. Okay. And compliance might be driving some results for you, Yeah. Uh, and it looks good on the balance sheet, but uh, the culture isn't how your employees want it to be, Right. hence some of the resignation. And as I share these, I want, I want you to give yourself a true assessment of where your organization lies on the spectrum. This is me pulling the mirror up for you to look into for just a moment. So when you think of culture of compliance, you're asking, what is legal? Mm -hmm. When you're thinking culture of autonomy, you're asking, what is the right thing to do? Because there's, I always say on this show, there's a difference between doing, uh, between what's right and who's right. Yeah. You can be doing what's right and be wrong. Yeah. And so don't be so legalistic. That's compliance driven. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm not saying is break laws and whatnot, but do what's right. Do the right thing. A culture of compliance avoids risks. A culture of autonomy is serving customers and employees. Yeah. We're thinking about the customer. We're thinking about the employee. We're not hunkering down, avoiding risk. That's a compliance mindset. A culture of compliance, we see decision-making, goes from the top down. A culture of autonomy, decision-making occurs at every level of the org chart. Yeah. And I will tell you, this is the most important on all of these lists and where I'm going to spend most of my time talking today. Another area of knowing a culture of compliance, company rewards are based on rules and orders. Hmm. Where a culture of autonomy, company rewards are based on delivering business results. Yeah. A A culture of compliance, employees tend to be afraid of making mistakes. They're afraid of the big stick coming out. They're af- they're afraid of breaking the rules mm-hmm. or falling out the the boundaries of policy. Yeah. Where a culture of autonomy, employees feel empowered to take action, and they know if they fail, it's acceptable. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Not that we're going to celebrate failure, but we're okay with it. Mm-hmm. A culture of compliance, you also find employee engagement is low, where that of autonomy, it's high, mm-hmm. and the and the data doesn't lie. A culture of compliance, your customers are even getting frustrated, where we see higher uh, customer scores when there's a culture of autonomy. Well, why is that? Well, because your front line is the one talking to your customers. Mm-hmm. And when there's a culture of autonomy internally, this bleeds out into your customers. Yeah. They're feeling that. And then ultimately what we led the show with, a culture of compliance, you're going to see high turnover. Where a culture of autonomy, you're going to lower your turnover percentages. Yeah. So there's there's some things to think about. Where are you in some of these spectrums? And what could you be doing better? The last one I should mention is a culture of compliance. You have managers that assign tasks. Mm-hmm. Where a culture of autonomy, you have managers that become coaches. Yeah, they're guider. You know, they're 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 guiding you people through the process mm-hmm. versus do this, do that, do this, do that. Now there is a time for situational leadership, but by and large, these are some differences 
between these two types of cultures. And you got to be asking yourself right now and being honest with yourself, mm-hmm. where do we sit? Where is our opportunity for improvement like and that. how do we get there? So let's talk about the benefits of a culture of autonomy. The first one, it creates empowerment. And empowerment is huge right now in building cultures and retaining people. And I would say it's maybe the single greatest advantage of a culture of autonomy is this sense of empowerment that it brings to the people. When your team has ownership over what they're doing, they start investing in it at a very personal level Mm -hmm. versus just a professional level. Everybody can walk in the office door and put the professional hat on and act the part. But when you get people investing on a personal level, the entire game changes. Yeah. So you got to give your team the freedom to take ownership of their work. And when you do, you'll see everything they do, they're going to start doing it with purpose, Mm -hmm. with some level of energy, and with some level of enthusiasm. This is how you start seeing that culture shift. Mm -hmm. The alternative can be very destructive. If you can't relinquish control over your team, then they're going to sense some. there's some level of distrust here. And they're going to find it very hard to personally invest in their work, in assignments, in projects, whatever it is that you're giving them to do. And I can remember from personal experience how demotivating this can be. Uh, is this back and forth with your boss on key decisions? You know, they're telling you to do something. You're, you're throwing the ball back. They're serving it back. And it's back and forth. It becomes defensive at best. Mm-hmm. And worst case, it becomes argumentative. I have found myself in that yeah. place as an employee, and it's not fun. And then what happens after all this back and forth? They're going to go with uh, your original recommendation anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like you brought this fantastic idea, and they just came in with this compliance because it wasn't their idea. And you have all of this going on, and it leaves the employee feeling like, man, you just confronted me and went through this whole you know, argument and defensive nature for no reason. Yeah. The, the idea is to train your people well and release them. So again, the first benefit is it creates empowerment. The second thing is decision-making takes place at the point of contact. This is, this is so big. Decisions should always be taken by the people with the best grasp of the issues that are at hand. Mm-hmm. In most cases, this isn't the leader. It's, it's the people that are implementing strategy and procedure. And if you think about this logically, doesn't that make sense? Yeah. These are the people that are doing the work. Yep. These are the people that are interacting with your customers. Yeah. Shouldn't we give them that autonomy and a little bit of decision-making power? Because they know what's right, what's wrong, mm-hmm. what's working, what's not working. Yep. This just seems to make sense because they're the one that is on the front line getting it done. Yeah. And I can promise you in all of my years of leadership, it is very rare that innovation and breakthrough strategy is created in the corner office. Yeah. That's not your license to stop innovating and do creative thinking and all of this. But your frontline people, if you create a culture of autonomy, mm-hmm. they're bringing ideas, ideas that can literally revolutionize industries. Mm-hmm. Listen to your people and empower them. The third benefit is it increases productivity. Yep. So there's a business case around this as well. Forcing your teams to defer to you on every single decision, it's not only ineffective, it's very inefficient. By the way, what leader listening wants that headache? Yeah. I don't have time for that. I know that for sure. Matter of fact, I would tell you, as a, as a leader, as I've grown to mature into the leader that I'm in, 
If I feel a need to do that, mm-hmm. it's an indicator to me that I got the wrong people on the team. Yeah. If I got to babysit your every move and making sure things get done and I don't have the confidence that you can do it, I got the wrong people. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for all that. So we have to loosen our grip and your employees will have more time uh, to do work. Uh, and matter of fact, do the work that's really important to the business. This is not only productive for the team, but also for the leader. This allows you as the leader the ability to stop working in the business and begin working on the business. Get out of the muck. Man, I love that. I love it. So at this point, it's probably fair to say that the compliance-driven leaders that are listening are a bit perplexed. You Mm -hmm. know, They're probably thinking, if I'm not telling my employees what to do, how can I be sure that they're doing Mm -hmm. the right thing? Which... We can totally relate to that, totally sure. understand where you're coming from, but what would you say to them? There is no doubt at this point that if you are that leader, in your mind, you're justifying your compliance nature, Yeah, uh, your micromanagement nature. Uh, man, if I'm not telling them what to do, how, how, how would it ever get done the right way? Exactly. I can't release that kind of control. The whole yeah. place is going to burn to the ground. <laughs> you know, it's a worst case scenario. The yep. sky's falling. I got to have my you know, my fingerprints on everything in this business. You Mm -hmm. don't, you don't. And I would say that, uh, you know, that being said, I think you're partly right in thinking that. Listen, uncontrolled autonomy, it could cause a sense of confusion or a lack of focus. And the answer to this is alignment. You got to find alignment. Um, There's never going to be a time that I'm going to be extreme one way or extreme the other way. You have to find alignment with how you're leading and coaching. I like that. When, when teams have proper alignment, they understand exactly why they're there in the first place, what the goals of the company are, and how their team is expected to contribute to these goals. That's your responsibility as the leader. Do your people know that? Do they know their purpose? Do they know the goals that are set? And do they know the expectations? That's where you really need to be spending a lot of your time. That, that just oozes empowerment. Now you've made it very clear, you know, what, what needs to happen, what, what needs to happen from here on out. What you don't need to do is fill in all the blanks all the time. This is why visionary leadership and proper communication ad nauseum are critical to achieve this balance. The alternative is burning out by staying a compliance-driven leader and forced to fight the turnover battle. That is inevitably what might happen. And let me caution you leaders out there that this style of leadership is working for you. It may be working for you, but as I always say, how much better could you be? Mm -hmm. How much better could you be? And I will tell you, what got you here will not get you to where you need to go. This is true. I don't care how good your benefits are. Mm -hmm. I don't care how good your pay is. Mm -hmm. People are jumping off the ship regardless of what the pay is. Yeah, they are. Quality of life matters. Purpose matters. Yeah. Fulfillment matters. Yeah. If you're not hitting these things, uh, you will be the one calling me to help rebuild. Yeah. And so get ahead of this now. Retention is absolutely the name of the game. So so give us some uh, give us some practical steps then. You know, so I'm a leader now. I've heard this, and I want to start building a culture of autonomy. What should I start doing? Yeah, I mean, there's a host of things that can be done to make this happen. Um, I, I think, you know, what I want to do for the sake of the show is give you some things as leaders that that you can start working on right now, and they're very practical in, in their approach. 
the first thing I would tell you to do is adopt a mindset that allows your people uh, to beg for forgiveness rather than ask mm-hmm. for permission. We've yeah. all heard that saying. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cliche when the boss isn't around to say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna beg for forgiveness rather than ask for, per- for permission. That shouldn't be cliche. Mm-hmm. Make it part of your culture. I like that. That it's okay. It's okay to take risks. If you're training, if you're hiring the right people and you're training them well, mm-hmm. this, wouldn't, this isn't bothering you. Very true. It's when you don't know, you yeah. don't have confidence in your people, yeah. or you got to fix yourself as a leader because you're insecure. Yeah. So many leaders look at every detail of work uh, that, that the business does, and they come to the conclusion that it's not good enough. And it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough. What, they, what they're really saying is, I didn't do it, so it can't be right. Mm-hmm. If, I didn't, if I wasn't involved, it's impossible that it was done right. Yeah. You need to let go of this mindset. It destroys people's self-esteem. Have some faith in your team. They are, they are more immediately involved in the work. They've been doing this work w- more than you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You used to be on the plant floor or wherever it might be. Mm-hmm. Things change. They're doing it now. They're in the moment. They are coming up with different ideas than you because they have more information than you. Yeah. The second thing is micromanaging. We got to stop micromanaging. Now, I get it. If you have an enthusiastic beginner, situational leadership, Mm -hmm. high direct, high support. Outside of that, stop micromanaging. Mm -hmm. If you're the kind of leader that swoops in just to tell everybody uh, that they're doing something wrong and then you leave without giving direction, you're a micromanager. Yeah. Uh, I've heard people call this seagulling. (laughs) It's like you have no interest in anything and you're just waiting to swoop in and pick at something Mm -hmm. and then fly off. Yeah. Never to come back. We can't be uh, the leader that's seagulling. We're just f- kind of flying around, waiting yeah. to swoop in, cause some disruption, and then fly away. Yeah. Stop nitpicking every little detail. People actually can learn by touching the stove. It's Matter very of fact, true. we've learned that way. Yeah. I know I've learned that way a lot. Th- this has a really damaging effect on a team's belief in their own autonomy. If you do genuinely want to give your team the freedom to think differently, take risks, and sometimes, yes, make mistakes and fail. Mm-hmm. You have to leave them to do it. You got to give them that autonomy to give it a shot. Yes, you're going to have to pick up some pieces from time to time. That's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But there's no way you're going to get to empowerment and autonomy without taking that risk. Because yeah. keep in mind, there's a pain of getting to autonomy mm-hmm. and there's a pain of not. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, in the day that we're in, the pain of not getting there will be far greater. Yes. The, th- the other thing that I think you can be, again, working on right away is focus all of your communication on outcomes. This is huge. Mm-hmm. You will be amazed at if you just give, this is what I expect, mm-hmm. you will be amazed at what happens. And th- now there's an extreme to that too, which is the boss that says, I don't care how you do it. Just get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, find find alignment, right? Yeah, yeah. Talking only in terms of end goals allows your team to work creative, creatively. This, this creativity that comes from just talking about end goals, it will blow your mind. Mm-hmm. It is amazing what happens. They feel this freedom to leverage their experience and their expertise to find the best way of doing the job. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, this is going to feel very strange for you and for them. 
because they're not going to believe you. If you're a micromanager, you're compliance-driven, and you're like, hey, everybody, um, we need Lem to run a four-minute mile. I want everybody involved in helping him do that and go. They're going to be sitting there waiting for instruction. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And do this. Yeah. And do that. Yep. And buy him these shoes and get him on this diet. Yep. And get him this trainer mm-hmm. and get him these clothes. Yeah. And get him this and get him that and do this and do that. That's what they're waiting on. Right. So you're going to have to push them into autonomy. Yeah. It's like, all right, we need Lem to run a four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. Any questions? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> so we're just going to create the plan? Yeah. Create the plan. Create the plan. Set the expectation. Here's what I'd like you all to do. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going... Here's, here's what you can expect from me mm-hmm. in this project. I think it would make sense for you guys to sit, brainstorm, whiteboard some ideas. Um, I'll come in in two or three weeks... Uh, check on how you're doing. Mm-hmm. By all means, if you guys have any questions, come see me. Yeah. Uh, but I believe you guys are fully capable uh, based off of your knowledge, your expertise, mm-hmm. and how I've been seeing this team perform to get this done. Yeah. I believe in you guys. If you need anything from me, let me know. I like that. Now, take this leap of faith. You will be rewarded by great return. As much as your instinct is telling you to take over, mm-hmm. resist the temptation. I had this problem. Um, I did not teach my kids how to drive <laughs> because I'm not good at this. Mm. I have there's areas of my life that I just got to let somebody else do it. <laughs> it's transparent. It's and transparent. I knew <laughs> if I'm in the car mm-hmm. teaching one of my kids how to drive, I'm going to drive them crazy. Yeah, and I may have a heart attack. <laughs> I just knew it. So Janelle literally took the wheel, <laughs> and we both agreed. And look, the dad is usually the one to teach kids how to drive. Right, right. And that's not a sexist statement. Maybe that's where I'm from. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I don't care who's right. Mm-hmm. I care what's right. Yeah. She is far better served with her temperament mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. I had to get a culture of autonomy. There you go. Because if I would have been riding shotgun, yeah, I would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. What Where's are you doing? The what, are you doing? What, are you, what are you doing? Yep. Turn, turn signal, blah, yep. blah, blah. You're never going to be ready. <laughs> I would have been like, pull over and, and get out. <laughs> like, nobody's learning that way. Yeah. Like, you got to let the car get a few scrapes. True. You got to let the car get a few dents. This is true. You got to let the teenager get a few speeding tickets. Yep. Like, that's kind of part of the process. It is. They're going to hit the rumble strips. Yeah. But they'll be okay. Yeah. If I would have been in the car, it would have been a disaster. Pull over. I'd still be driving them around probably <laughs> to this day at 20-some years old. There's no doubt you're going to have to have checkpoints to inspect progress and redirect. So I'm not saying, like, you're out to lunch. Get these checkpoints. Uh, coach for progress. Mm-hmm. And redirect, but I think you're going to find great autonomy by giving your people a longer leash. Yeah. So that's that's a little bit about this, and I really want to challenge you leaders to keep pushing towards autonomy. This is where the workforce is going, and I want to challenge you to do that. So, Lem, that's my two cents Man. on creating a culture of autonomy. And uh, if you can combine highly autonomous teams with common purpose, there's just no limit to what we can achieve. I totally agree. That's fantastic advice, man. I mean, the thing where I think I've realized that the most is I would say, and this is sort of cliche of me, but professional sports, professional sports, you can have a coach, but how do you really coach LeBron James? Right. You know, how do you really coach these guys who are so great 
at what they're doing. He's a professional athlete. Yeah, they didn't micromanage be- him. You know what I mean? They didn't become pros because they needed you to coach them. So a lot of times, it's leading them in the right direction. I'm going to give you the tools. Figure it out. That's yeah. it. I need you guys to figure this out, and I can't micromanage. <clears throat> I can't tell you, you get this many shots tonight, you get this many shots. Right. You know, no, that's not the way it's going to work. Yeah. So, And we see it work. We see it work very well It's, all it's funny you time. say that because the better the player is, too, the, yeah. the more they hate it. Exactly. Even within the team. Yeah. I remember one time um, hearing the story of Kobe and Shaq getting into an argument. Mm-hmm about Kobe uh, not passing the ball. Yeah. And Shaq saying, I'm not getting shots. Mm-hmm. Of which Kobe responded and said, if you want shots, then get my rebounds. You better get some rebounds. <laughs> yep. yep. That's you what be- we're dealing you with You better get some rebounds. Right? Yeah. So you better get some autonomy going. Yep. There's going to be a problem. <laughs> this is very true. Very true. <laughs> I love it. You know, and in this year, man, the year of the great resignation, this is more important now than ever. So let's get the focus right, guys. Put a focus on retaining the talent, and autonomy is one of the ways to do so. Listen, make sure that you go and grab these show notes from today's episode and work through the application activities to help you drive this culture in your organization. And you can find those by going to jeffhancher.com forward slash show notes. So as always, we are so glad that you join us and that you were able to be a part of this podcast today. Thank you for listening. And until next Thursday, keep driving your world-class culture, endear your people, and never forget that you have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. 